episode number 112 of the Tyrant Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan, myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, two weeks we've, uh, we've, we've had a little summer holiday, folks. Uh, we're, we're back on it. We're back on the wagon. Uh, Tom's just finished a, a 10-mile run. In fact, that's a, that's a lie. He hasn't. He, he did a 9.78-mile run today. He said he's going out for 10 miles, so... Right, so Kyle, that is that is that pretty much is the epitome of why we haven't done it for two weeks. Because that is, I'm finished work out the door to and to the point I got back. And I would, usually I would loop around the block to get my ten, and I'm thinking I don't have time for this extra point two. I've got we've got a podcast to do. We've got to get moving because apologies, listeners, but last week we were just both slammed, absolutely slammed, and we couldn't line up a, an evening between us. So yeah, we had to unfortunately take a week off, but. I'm sure that uh, you found a better podcast to listen to. Uh, no doubt. Don't say that, Tom. They'll be looking elsewhere for more well, interesting or, content. Or if, you're a, or if you're a cool guy like me, you're listening to the Hamilton soundtrack on repeat, uh, which is what I seem to be listening to on my runs at the moment. For God's sake. Yeah. I, the Hamilton, it's, it's a, that's on Netflix. Got Debbie hooked in that stuff. Jeez, it's oh. a guilty... I'll I mean, be honest, I'm, I'm surprised. It's, it's the greatest showman all over again. I can't believe how much I enjoyed it and how much I'm listening to it. Ridiculous. Well, well anyway, back to our show then. Our show must go yeah. on. So we are absolutely delighted to have Sore Running sponsoring the show for the, the next couple of episodes. So, um, And we've also, drum roll, we've got a competition giveaway um, thanks to Sore Running as well. So we'll, we'll chat about that, about that later on in the show as well. What else have we got yeah. coming up on the show today, Tom? Well... Yeah, I mean, yeah, first, it's great. It's really great to have SOAR sponsoring us. SOAR, I mean, a lot of you runners will be aware of SOAR. They're, uh, what's cool about SOAR is they're a British brand. We, you know, we're really, like, you know, really pleased to be working with them. Some really cool uh, looking kit and really high quality kit. So, yeah, when we later on the show, we'll jump onto that and we'll, we'll review it. But, yeah, really good to get SOAR on. Kyle's been speaking to Mel Cooper. So, we've got Merrill on, a, a local GB last year. We're really, really pleased to get on the show. Um, we're gonna. I'm very, you know, having not really spoken to Kyle much over two weeks, I'm on tender hooks to hear about how the 24 hour challenge, the world record attempt is going. And I, I'm my it, the difference two weeks makes my mojo is soaring again. I'm flying right now, so uh, I can give you a bit of chat about about some uh, some marathon discussion I've got right now, which is great. very apt with the the soar, the soar running sponsor. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I'm probably sore because the bloody sore kit is uh, is propelling me. That vest, we'll come on to it, but I'm, I've done two really good sessions in the last week and they've both had the sore vest on, so it's obviously in the kit. <laughs> well, let's, uh, well let, let's, let's not put the, the, the listeners on tenter hooks too long. So we've got two sections uh, that we want to chat about. It's the competition, then we're going to review the race vest that both Tom and I have been, have been running in, and uh, I was going to say racing in, but not, not quite yet, Tom. So yeah, so as part of the partnership with Soar Running um, in July, this month only, we're giving all listeners a chance to win a Soar race bundle comprised of an Elite Race Vest 3.1, Speed Shorts 2.0 and a pair of Diamond Crew Socks as well. So we've got two bundles up for grabs, folks. Uh, all you have to do is um, go along to the SoarRunning.com website um, forward slash Tartan Running Shorts competition. So we'll provide a link in the show notes, folks. Um, and all you have to do is submit your details. And um, well, you'll be in a chance to, you know, a random selection at the end of the month, and we'll announce it on the podcast. So that so that's that's about it, really, folks, with the competition. Kyle, tell us about your world record attempt training, then. 
the listeners have a two-week gap. What's what's going on? We've seen some pretty weeks, stellar yeah. stuff on on Strava. Tell us well, about do, it. Do you know what? Well, firstly, um, I've I've jumped on the Strava bandwagon. Eh? I've, um, You've jumped. Listen to him. He jumped on the Strava bandwagon. He's got a new phone. It's probably why it's not, it's finally uploading. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I, you know, it was a two, a three, a three two-month giveaway um, or a three two-month trial of Strava. So I thought I'll take advantage of it and see whether or not I would. I'll, I'll continue with the the premium or the subscriber account in you know two months' time. But you know, it's been great for training, great for because you can't see the training log anymore, mm-hmm. so you can't look back in your training. So I had to you know, bite the bullet and, and just, you know, subscribe. But luckily I got a free two month for it. A little cheaper I am. But anyway, nice. getting to your question, the last two weeks have been really good, Tom. I've been, you know, really happy with how my training's been going. Um, I've, I've managed to get in quite a, a lot of running, a lot of miles. Um, I think in the last four weeks, I've, I've averaged about 98 miles a week. Um, so, oh. so last week, well, I'll, I'll rewind back to the week before that. I think I might have chatted about um, some of the double, you know, the double ultra runs I did. Uh, I did, I think I did a, a 50k on the treadmill, um, so which went really well. Uh, you know, just learning from the first 50k I did on the treadmill in terms of sweat rate and, and, and heart rate and, and effort level um, and fueling, all that sort of thing. So I'm starting to get the hang of that. But last week, Tom, I went outside and did a, a 40 mile. Or, I did, I'd say 40 mile, it was 39.8 or something like that. But I did a 60k run, a steady run with, um, you know, I went out from Alfred all the way to Aberdeen. And uh, nice. and I felt really good. I, I think my average was about six, you know, not going about pace because it was quite humid and it was lumpy. Um, but it was about six, just shy of 6.50 per mile. And, uh, and I think, you know, I really gave me a lot of confidence to to know that I, I can you know all I need to do is another hundred and something odd miles but uh, I, you know I, I think I'm going to go at a lot slower the, the pace um, but everything felt really good I've, I've recovered well um, I did a session yesterday uh, it's six by a mile and things felt I felt a bit sluggish mind you but nonetheless I still went out and, and did something so yeah I think I think things are starting to take shape, Tom. And we've only got what five weeks, six weeks to go. So I've got a few. I've got a few questions for you. We're gonna we're gonna turn this into an interview. So well, here we go. How much time are you spending on the treadmill? I'm not spending a huge amount of time in the treadmill, and the main the main reason for that is, you know, it's nice outside, and I'm looking for quite flat running. Um, but near the time I'm going to start doing more treadmill running, but there's also like, there's also the, 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 the worry that if you're starting to run on the treadmill all the time, then you lose that sort of strength in the posterior chain and your glutes and your, you're not firing as much. So it's quite important to, to still maintain running outside the, the natural movement of running because, you know, it, in the long term, I still want to be strong and supple outside and not just on a treadmill. I don't want to just be fit for a treadmill. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of technique, you know, the, the closer to the run, the closer to the event, the, the more I'm going to run on the treadmill um, and just acquire that sort of technique and skill. Um, so, yeah, so I'm doing, you know, bits and bobs in the treadmill, but 
I'm, I'm looking at doing like a, a treadmill ultra every second week, if that makes sense. Okay. Because my follow-up question was going to be, I mean, the 40-miler, is it looks great. I mean, I'm really impressed with that. 6.50s, and you look at what you're closing on the D-side line, you're closing at like 6.30s, 6.20s. That's, a, you know, you know, I know myself, even just on a 20-miler, that sort of pace, when your hamstrings are starting to tie up and whatnot, that's, that's really good. So physically, it's really good. Are you doing anything for the mental side of this? I, I think my mental strength will come. Like, you know, I think because it's a challenge, um, once they get going on the treadmill on during, you know, during the event, I think I'll, I'll be so psyched and so like driven and, and all the, you know, all the, all the sponsors as well, you know, people sponsoring, sponsoring me, you know, they've had, you know, tens of people have given me, you know, anything really is, is fantastic and the my, my target is to get five thousand pounds and we're just over the the thousand pound mark which is great and um, so i will I'll give a few shout outs in, in a minute or two um and that really is just going to drive me to it and I, I you know i think even if you if regardless if you're on a treadmill or if you're on you know doing a looped course on in perth for 100k or you're going up the utmb you know, when when it comes to a race or a challenge, I think I'm, I'm uh, you know, I, I don't really find it that difficult to to keep to be on the ball. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. that makes sense. In fact, because I think it does make sense. Because I'm, I mean, I've obviously was there, saw you in the UTMB, and I think I, you know, I agree. I mean, to get you were in a bad way, and to finish yeah. is a really, it, you know, that mentally is is a you know shows so much strength to get over there. One, one, one thing that's come to mind is what, what's the plan if things start to go awry early on? And imagine before halfway, because I, I'm a big, and I'm, I, you know, I'm not, I think some, I'm a big believer in, in think in planning for everything so that you've got, what, what will you do if after 11 hours, it's not on, the world record's not on, or your hips bothering you and you have a concern about getting around 20, what's, what's the, what's the plan then? I think that's a good point. Um, I mean, what I started doing is like I've got a plan for the day, and like even for like the UTMB, if something goes wrong, what do you do? What's the you, you've got to train your your body? You've got to learn from the experiences that you've you, you've had in the past. So you have a bad patch, but it's more about trying to you know make sure everything's you know you, you you've got your fueling strategy right. You know you you're you know I'm not I've got the pace right. I've got the support mm-hmm. there. Um, I'm hydrated enough. And let's say, for example, if a bonker, if my, my hip gets sore, what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to, you know, go get go off the treadmill and do some squats or get a quick massage, jump on again. Mm, okay. um, so almost like, if it, you know, if, if something does go wrong, having you know, almost before the actual event, look at all the different scenarios and just have a solution for each of them. Mm-hmm. Because what might happen is I might end up going off too hard and, or maybe going off too, too easy and I feel good, but um, that might be a problem because I'm going to have to speed it up to get back on world record pace again, you know? Mm-hmm. Or I might be going That's... off far too hard and then I'm after 30 miles going, this is maybe a bit too quick. Mm-hmm. What do I do? So or I haven't and... had enough water in the last couple of hours. How am I going to rehydrate without overhydrating and you know and drinking it all in one gulp and getting gastrointestinal discomfort as well? You know, mm-hmm. um, 
so what about nutrition? That's a really interesting. One. What's the, I mean, on the, the 40 miler, what did you do and, and how are you going to, because obviously tra- tra- fueling on a, on a treadmill is very different than, than on a treadmill. So how it was in terms of, you know, you can pretty much have a massive, a table full of all the stuff you want on the site. So the training you're doing, you know, 40 miles on your own unsupported is, is a, is a, is a, is a much harder thing to do from a nutrition perspective. So have you got a plan for like nutrition yet, or is that something you're sort of fine tuning? Just starting to fine tune it. Well, I mean, I, I said to you before we started, Tom, uh, you know, I did a wee run from Africa to Aberdeen and had four, what, five, five, Soft, soft flasks all had energy um, powder in it um, but two of them had water in them and the other ones didn't but I drank them pretty quick after an hour and a half and I had to find a burn in the way there <laughs> Christ almighty there's no burns in the way there I was looking I was waiting through hogweed nettles gorse bushes to find this wee burn to get you know a flow of water from eventually managed to get some but uh, that was a that was a ball ache that I tell you um, but anyway, I managed to get some some fluids, but mainly it's going to be gels and, and, and energy drink is what I'm going to use as as a nutrition. I mean, I might have the odd solid food here and there, but it's you know it's uh, if 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 you have if the more solid food you have, the the the, the higher chance of of GI stress and things like that. So you want something that's going to be quickly absorbed into your bloodstream, into your muscles. And also, um, you know, I'm indoors as well. I'm not, I'm not outside. It's going to be quite warm. Even if I have air conditioning on, it's, it's going to certainly heat up with, especially with the heat of the treadmills as well. It's, um, those things are going to start to take shape. Uh, but what, one thing, um, I, had, I had someone messaging me. Uh, it wasn't, it was, was it yesterday? Because remember I said about sweat? And I had to change my shoes every so often. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, a guy called Rob Bain, he, uh, he messaged me. So really, really happy with his, uh, his, his advice. And, and basically he said, you know, in your 24-hour treadmill, wrap a towel around your, your waist. So that'll stop all the sweat from going into my shoes. Because most ah. of the sweat comes from your, your core, your torso. Um, so that's a great bit of advice. So hopefully that'll stop me from having to change my shoes and you know, and also getting blisters as well. Because if your feet get warm and sweaty and humid, then you know your skin is more likely to to start to become a lot more softer. You know, like when you've got you're in the bath for you know your pru- your, your your fingers and your toes start pruning. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's a really good bit of advice. Something I would never have thought about. Um, that's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, so I think in terms of hydration, I tried the, the active root gel mix, you know, the oh, yeah, nice. cacao, and it was absolutely, it was no borrow, Tom, no borrow. Excellent. You just need to get that down here, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest, though, like any gel mix isn't very pleasant, is it? I mean, there's no, no gel mix I know of that I, I really want to have, you know, as a snack, you know, a midnight snack or something or pudding. Uh, but you know, it, was, it did the job. It, it got the got the energy in, and um, and then the, you know, the, I'll, I'll probably use a lot of active root nutrition, just because of the ginger component as well, and it's it's got all the you know the correct ratios when I'm running as well. Um, so mm-hmm. that's all good news, Tom. The, the one thing I'm, well, one thing I'm not it? sure about is what shoes I'm going to wear. I don't know what shoes I'm going to mm. wear. 
So just before this, we'll we'll come back to you. Just finishing nutrition. I know it's just Strava says you, and I, again, Strava's a wee bit rough, I guess, but four and a half thousand calories, which is you know that's that's uh, that's crazy. So how, have you got any idea how many how many calories you need to top up with during the during twenty four hours of running? We chatted about this study that came out, and it was for you know a study of uh, again I, I forgot to put the, the the link in the show, and I know I, someone emailed about it, but I will put the link in the show. But I, I really want to get quite a high carb content because I think if I can do that, and, and I, like I say, I last week I can take quite a lot of carbs in and and not really have that much GI stress. Maybe that's because I haven't ran twenty four hours. You know, I haven't done it that that often, but. Um, mm-hmm. quite good at holding holding moment when it comes to absorbing uh, fuel and, and, and taking that on. So, um, what was your question, Tom? Yeah, I mean, how many how many carbs do you do, you, or how many well, yeah, carbs? So do you I, I, I'd like hours? to say between sixty and ninety grams of carbohydrates. Wow. Okay. Per hour. Ideally, ideally, anyway, and that'd be a mix of like gels and an energy drink, and maybe the odd solid energy bar, perhaps as well. Tell you what, at the end of the twenty-four hours, I want some, I want a, a, a couple of beers at the end, you know. <laughs> a couple that's of a, Taco Bells from uh, that's your your uh, Camille Heron. That's what she swears by Taco Bells during a twenty-four hour race. Oh really? Yeah, and she's a nice. world record holder for a twenty-four hour event. I think hundred. Wow. By okay. That's uh that's well that's good. That's what you want. You want to have uh, things to look forward to, like you're getting a McDonald's at twelve hours in or something. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, also yeah. right. I don't. You know, the lessons lessons learned. I mean, you know, my experience of seeing you at the UTMB. The biggest lesson learned is you want something like that in the second half. You know, that's honestly after twenty hours. I think you'll be. I think uh, you know some chips. That's what you. That's what you want. Aye. You want you anything? Savory, salty. Aye. Yeah. So uh, whoever is on standby, you know, if I want to get a, a, a Big Mac, make sure you're ready to crack on to Burger King and get your face mask on and grab. I was going to say they'll, they'll need to allow for they'll need to allow for like two hours over for the queue to get. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh dear. Aye. Well, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, question for you. To, I don't know what shoes to wear. I'm no. Oh, I don't yes. know if I should wear racing shoes or if I should wear alpha flies or I don't know. Well, I, you know, I've mulled this, I've been thinking this over ever since you mentioned a while ago about, you know, what shoes and the thing is a, a vapor fly or something, you're not going to, you're going to destroy it. You're going to anything, any benefit you think you're getting out of it, you're going to lose unless you change shoes regularly. Cause you're not going to get 160, 180 miles out of a pair of those um, shoes. But on the other hand, is if you're on a treadmill, do you really get a benefit from a plate? I, I would imagine you. you well, I, I tried my uh, my four percenters. I've still got those ones from. Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, yeah, a while they're still kicking about. Uh, you know, locked away for the big day. The next race, <laughs> <laughs> but they feel nice, like you know. And but the, the difference is, I am running slower, but much shorter. So mm. I, I don't know. I, I think it would it make it would make a little bit of difference, but I don't know. I, I, I but at the same time, you want it'd be great to have something that gives you a little bit of a boost, you know. But yeah, agreed. it could be fried upon because I don't know what the other guys wore for their uh, attempts. You know? oh, 
Mate, I, I'm not I'm not entertaining any more shoe debates from now on. As far as I'm concerned, shoes are the shoe's legal. It's legal. We've the World Athletics have ruled on it. It's a legal shoe. It, you know, the, the as long as your shoe fits in with the the guidelines. Look at I mean, in the last six months, Saucony have got that Endorphin Pro, which everyone's raving about. Adidas have released a, a Pro with finger style carbon plates through it. New Balance have got a shoe. Hoka have got a shoe. As long as it is a certain stack and has a single plate. It's legal. You're 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 fine. Well, if if Tommy says it's fine, then you never know. I might get a, a wee shot of his his cheeky alpha flies. Have you got a pair? Yeah, I I wish I have a pair, mate. I've got okay. I've, I've got uh, I've got a pair of next percents that I wore 15 miles into but uh, Amsterdam for a, a DNF. So I've got them on standby oh, nice. for the for and whatever I'm in the autumn. And the UK nine, aren't they? Unfortunately, not. They're a thing, mate. <laughs> <laughs> they? they are. They are. Although, do you know what? I'll, maybe I'll come to my training shortly, but I've started running. I've been mixing up a bit because I can't, I just, A, I can't get hold of Zoom flies for love and money at the moment. There's a real shoe shortage, which is a, a, a rant I'm going to come on to later on. There's a shoe shortage right now. Um, but I'm now, so I, I decided, I've started running in Adidas Boston's just to have a quick flat shoe. And I'm really enjoying that. I'm really enjoying being back in a flat, you know? I know your guy used to run in the Brooks. Um, what's it called? Uh, the Hyper. The Hyperion. That's it. Something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like oh, that. That's so good. Yeah, those are but good shoes. But my feet have gone all uh, spiderweb. You know, they splayed out like that now. So my ah, and it's nice. a really narrow forefoot. So my I get oh, my my toes are in tatters by the end of it. What about your turbos? I know you've uh, you shared a photo with me the other day that you've the the back of it's falling apart. But are they not? Oh, they're light and. Oh, they wore them twice in the back of really? the cracked open, yeah. Send those back, mate. Nike will replace them. I've sent them. Well, they're, they're ready to get sent away, but... Use the refund on a pair of alphas. To be, to be fair, they were, like, yeah, they were like £79, you know. Uh, okay. They got a discount, so, you know, no wonder they were on discounts. They don't bloody work. But yeah, uh, I didn't really... Sure. I, I, do you know what that... I didn't. I don't know, but the Zoom. I've been going on about the Zoom flies. The the ones I got in the US, they feel really good. And I'm, I've got one pair that I haven't worn yet up in the nice. yeah, not in the loft. But I might put them on, and then you know, one or two other shoes I'll, I'll take with me for the big the big dance. Yeah, um, the big dance, the last yeah. dance, the last dance. This could be. It. And do you know it's funny? The date I didn't realize this. The date the date of the event is the same. It's it, it's uh, it celebrates a year of us being at the UTMB, yeah. Is that right? Is that a year yeah. after the UTMB? That's that is uh, a nice coincidence. Uh, yeah, so I need yeah, to work out what your timings. Right, I'm looking forward to. I'm just uh, it, starting to wind up with this now. Um, so if if any of you do want to donate, um, it's you can you can donate by going to thevirginmoneygiving.com forward slash Kyle Greg. And uh, you, you know any any little anything will, will help a lot. Um, really thankful for some of the donations I've already had. Um, you know to name some of the ones who've donated. Ian Tom, thanks so much for your donation. Um, you know she's he's he's donated in memory of, of uh, his his mum uh, who who would have wanted to help support um, and really appreciates the two worthy causes as well. And um, Dino and Jane and Addy is. V- you know they've they've donated as well. Thank you so much for that, uh, Chris Lovell. Thank you, Finley Finley as well. Thanks for that, uh, Karen McWeir, um, Eddie McCluskey as well. Uh, so yeah, so many people to 
to thank and Mark Calder as well as some of the other ones and Andrew Kitan, Crichton as well, old man Dave. So yeah, thank you so much folks for all those donations and then um, I am going to do a little competition I'll announce it just now as well. So if anyone, everyone who's donated so far, um, I have a, a basically asking a, a few people to get, you know, have some prizes on offer, but I'm going to do a raffle as well um, and also guess the time or not the time, the distance that I would run in 24 hours. So if you can, if you do decide to donate, it's a minimum of five pounds and uh, just write, your guess guesstimate. Uh, if you don't want to put it on publicly, you can you can message me and uh, let me know. In the closest to the distance, we'll we'll get a prize. So there you go. Interesting. All right. So, my, so as I said to you before, ninety-nine miles in twenty-four hours. Uh, you know that's uh, a sudden an, an so urge to get quicker than that. Eh? I have I haven't donated yet, but my donation will be in as follows, and I would encourage other people to do the same. I'm going to give you a base donation, which uh, let's say I'll, I'll affirm the number near the time. If you make 24 hours, when you run, when you make 24 hours, it will be doubled, and if you break the world record, it will be doubled. Oh, jeez, that's that's sad. the that's that's the that, you know I think I'm a this is let's be this is not just this is a chat this is a challenge. So there's there's a there's a there's different levels of donation in line with uh, there's one that you're getting regardless, but there's more to come with the as to to achieve. Oh wow! Well, that's um. You can think of that when you're crying at uh, twenty <laughs> hours. <laughs> the thing is, I have to film it all as well for record purposes. So that was something I had. I was wondering actually. So the obviously the treadmill number, the number on the treadmill is what counts, right? Yeah. But what happens if the treadmill shuts down? The treadmill you have shut to have down. like a score, like someone's scoring it. So if it does shut down, you need to make sure that you've you've written the score down. Wow. Okay. And you, also, okay. if you're who, filming it, you'll know if it does, you know, go okay. off. Then you can just you know record that number, then go then to the next. Add them on. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So you'll have to have a camera filming the treadmill, filming the dashboard on the treadmill at all times. Yeah. Yeah. At all times. Yeah. Interesting. So, one other Very thing good. I forgot to mention is. See, yeah, I, I got a leveler out on my, you know, my, my dad, you know, he's a joiner and he got the big, le he took a leveler through because I was like, I'm sure I'm running uphill in, in the garage. Oh, yeah. Lo and behold, he puts the big leveler on and I'm, I am running up a hill on 0%. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so there you go. So when you bump, when, so you're, when you're on a level ground, are you going to take the level to ASV to make sure the floor oh, is lined up there? I'm not running up a hill for 24 hours, Tom. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't believe it. I thought, this nice. is brilliant. This means I've been running, these effort sessions I've been doing are harder than I actually think they should be. That's good. So that's, that's good news. But also, so, I haven't I haven't been on the the treadmills, the pre-core ones that I'll be doing the record attempt on for a long time because we've been you know in lockdown. So I need to practice on that treadmill as well, you know. So six weeks ago, we I mean we'll talk about the plan maybe in a bit more detail next week. But six weeks ago, is there there's a you've got a lot of running to do yet. So I mean a lot of time to get fit as well, which is good. I think so, and um, you know continue the mileage, continue just getting to know how my body reacts to the longer stuff and, you know, get more treadmill workouts as well and uh, get used to just running board. Also, not, not only just 
running on the treadmill, but the timings of my runs as well, you know, going out mm-hmm. in the middle of the night and running at 3am just when it's cold and dark and lonely, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. That. Um, also, like, just, um, you know, just, just also strength training. I've been doing a lot of strength training too. Um, started doing, you know, getting time to really get my glutes fired up and I've noticed my left butt cheeks have got less mass than my right butt cheek. So I'm having to work on that too, like, so that'll be good mm. though. But good. Lot, a lot of work to do from now until then, Tom. But I'm, lot I to think do. we're there. We're getting there. Good. Anyway, Very good. I've, I've rambled enough about my training. Sorry, folks. It's half it's the interesting. These people are, these people are interested, mate. They're, they're, they're putting so. their good money, their disposable income to your, to your, uh, to your name. So they want to see what's happening. Yeah. It's good, like I said, like I said in the first, you know, when we started, when I revealed this, it's it would be an absolute entertaining watch if it goes tits up, but that's not going to happen. I don't want that to happen, but um, but there will be ups and downs as there always is in ultras, and uh, we just have to make sure, as you said, there's a there's a solution for every um, every down that the that that arises, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, you're you're not. You're not on the down at the moment. You're on the up, Tom. Um, you, you were saying before we went online. So tell us about your training. So my training has gone really well. Do you know, I think the last time we had podcast two weeks ago was probably a couple of weeks after I'd been whining about being heavy-legged and just feeling like crap. And actually, it just shows. Three weeks ago, I did a session, uh, mile reps, and I, I was struggling to, to go under 5.30 for the miles. Like Honestly, like, it felt like, I remember the last one, it had about like 0.2 of a mile to go in the last rep. And I had to go like flat out sprint just to, to nudge it down to like a 526. Uh-huh. I did mile reps yesterday. And I, uh, five, the first one was 503 and they all got faster. And the last one was 459. And like, I what? feel yeah. just, I feel like a different person in three weeks. It's bonkers. And I think it just shows that, you know, it's a good lesson for us all. You can have bad weeks and bad periods. And I just yeah. need to just kind of, I kind of ground through it. I backed off a little bit and I feel good again. And I've had, I did kilometer reps last week in in, a, in, in good pace. Uh, the mile reps are good this week. And, you know, I feel, I feel pretty good. So I, I kind of, the mileage is there. I did a marathon pace sort of long run on the weekend. And I, I kind of, I was really pleased. I progressed it up through the, the session at about 10, 12 miles hard with the last four. Uh, I sort of kept going. I've been reading a book recently and I'm, I'm, I will do a more thorough review of it for listening. It's called Inside a Marathon. And it's, maybe I mentioned it before. It's about it's sort of the, the guy, Scott Fobble, who is the um, a Northern Arizona elite runner. And it's sort of the, the diary, if you like, of, of his road to running 209 in Boston and before that 212 in New York. And one thing is coach, coach Ben Rosario, who I'm a big fan of, he, uh, he writes in there at one stage that in a marathon, you should go out at a pace you're confident you can run for the marathon. And at any yeah. stage, if you, you should squeeze the pace after halfway, if you're confident that the pace you go to, you can hold to halfway, you can hold to finish. So, and, but if you're not confident you can hold that new pace, you stay where you are. And I kind of took that into the long run and thought, right, I'm going to keep pressing the pace and mm-hmm. make a decision after a mile of that pace, can I go again? And, so I was, you know, six-minute miling, 550, 5.40, 5.45, 5.40. And I got right. down and ran the last, three, the last three miles at 5.35, and I felt really good. And I, I kind of – I think the, 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 the 2.25 is still a big – it's still a big goal, and I still think it's, it's probably more ambitious than realistic. But 
it's not un, it's not um impossible and yeah we'll come to races in a in a wee while but i just think if i can stand you free if i can get them keep getting the miles in keep getting the sessions in i think i've got a shot and so now we're 10 weeks out sorry 11 weeks out from london i'm i'm now going to start a marathon block uh, and see where it nice. takes me london may drop my as listeners know i've got a place in valencia but i'm now getting worried that valencia a may not happen and b if it does happen imagine there's like a spike of cases and there's a the air bridge is shut and i can't actually get to spain or whatever you know work say yeah. well if you go to valencia you're not gonna be able to you have to self-isolate and if you can't come to work that's on you so yeah. there's a bit of a concern that i would hate to see a race happen and not do it because i think i've got valencia so that leads us to the chat on wrexham now here we go so a big shout out to Michael uh, Harrington who got in touch with us. So he is a, a, a guy who listens to the show and he organizes the, the Mid Cheshire 5K, which is a, a you know really well-known, very fast 5K race in the northwest of England. He got in touch with us uh, a while ago saying he listened and enjoyed it. Uh, there was a connection because Fiona used to run for Vale Royal down there. And anyway, they're looking to organize... Uh, they're calling it elite, but I mean, if, if I if you include me, it's clearly not. But they're calling it the Wrexham Elite Marathon. But it's basically at the moment they're gearing it towards sub two forty runners, and it will be a seven lap course, so six kilometers a lap. Um, and the reason the two forty is the limit is to avoid people lapping. But essentially, they copied in TRS to their press release, which was cool. And you know, so we we can talk it up. It's basically they're proposing this marathon on the Sunday, the fourth of October, which is the which would be the same day as London on two big ifs. Firstly, if the remaining UK auto marathons are cancelled, now we've seen Manchester go this week. Yeah. Um, and Chicago as, Chicago as well. Yeah. So London's the, the last man standing. So, but more importantly, the second F is if Welsh athletics and UK athletics are issuing licenses for small races. So, um, uh, they're, they're capping it at 350 runners, 240 or quicker. Although I understand they may reconsider that to try and boost their female elite field. But anyway, if you, it's now public. So, any listeners who are interested in in, a, in getting involved in that should get in touch with the Run Cheshire team at admin at runcheshire.com that's one word admin at runcheshire.com uh, or go to runcheshire.com and uh, contact us page you can get in touch with them they're keen to understand who is interested by i understand from discussion with michael today that they are um they've already got something like 200 notes of interest in eight hours so they're already heading towards the race limit which includes um so anyway i'm put it this way i'll put my money where my mouth is if this race happens, I will tow the start line if I'm fit. Like it. Uh, I can. That feels really like classic British marathoning. Imagine that. And, I'm, and again, I, apologies to anyone who feels that it's an elitist thing, but I think it's. I think it's really cool that someone is being bullish enough to make something happen because if London's cancelled, clearly we're not going to be able to have thousand, two thousand people races with everyone in it. So these guys are saying there is a market for competitive runners to compete at. They're going to yeah. organize it and it would be amazing. I mean, it would be, it would be pretty, it would be interesting, the seven lap piece. So um, anyway, so that's where I'm at. So I've got 12, if, if that, I'm now going to commit to a marathon block for the next 11 weeks. I'm going to try and play with my marathon. I'm going to, and actually that's the other thing I've taken from that book I've just read is that the sort of philosophy from Ben Rosario, which again, it really resonates with me from my previous blocks is the BHAG is 225, but yeah. I'm not going to get, 
too caught up in saying, right, I must run all my marathon play splits at, um, at that pace. I'm going to try and let the fitness find me. I'm going to trust the process, trust the 12 weeks I've got. And, you know, I'll keep an eye on how that sort of pace feels, but I'm not going to try and get too hung up, hung up on it. The aim of the block is to be fitter at the end of the block than I am now. And hopefully yep. that is, uh, yields a, a potential uh, and close to that 225. Like it. What's exactly. Um, so, yeah. What, if, say London doesn't go ahead and you've got the opportunity to, to run the Wrexham Marathon. Is this a new race that's never happened or is it like, is that a yearly annual race or is it just that? So these race. guys, so these what, guys what's the course gonna, like? Is it, you know, you've got a good... It's flat, 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 flat and fast. And is it, is it on a coastline or is it, I have no idea what Wrexham is, but is it... So is it's... Dancer wind uh, there? So basically, they're using, they also, this is the first time this race will happen, but these guys also organized the Village Bakery Wrexham Half, and they're using a section of that. And uh, no, it's not near a coast. I couldn't tell you what the, um, what the, the, the wind conditions are like there. But I mean, you know, we know one thing I've always been impressed in the northwest of England. You've got like the Trafford 10K, Telford 10K, the Mid-Cheshire 5K itself. There's a lot of quick races around there. And hopefully this, this marathon will be, hopefully it happens. And hopefully it, um, it becomes another quick uh, um quick thing my only concern about i don't think they'll get i'd be surprised if they get some top top elites because unfortunately we know it doesn't count for olympic qualifiers so if you're a man or a woman on the edge you might not yeah. want to burn your, all your matches here and and risk running your big race when it doesn't count so that may that may go against them getting a big field but i think in terms of the guys who are sub elite certainly i think you could get people as quick as 215 interested yeah yeah Richa. wow that's exciting times eh yeah, I'll so um, if you recovered quick enough, I might join you, but highly doubt it, Tom. That would be that would be incredible. You can maybe try and pace. You can pace me as long as you want, and if you legs turns out through halfway, you think, wait a minute, I do have the legs for this. Just take off. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> we'll be taking off anywhere near two twenty-five. Annoying. Jeez, oh. Yeah. But, well, uh, anyway, you know, things do change. You know, I might, uh, you know, I might get this amazing um, bounce back of fitness after it you never know so, so one, one thing that's, there's at least there's some contingencies for you Tom exactly and actually I think that that kind of you know I speak about how I feel like I've made a big jump recently I think I'm also feeling pretty motivated this has really excited me which which helps and you know you and I are in a position you've got this great challenge coming up such a lot on you there so you're, you're it's a really good motivator I'm now really fired up by this the opportunity to go and race amongst the sort of best of the club guys um and I thought I appreciate a lot of runners, a lot of club runners maybe don't have that at the moment. We know that we've seen, you know, we mentioned Manchester's cancelled, Loch Ness is cancelled, Chicago's now cancelled, Big Tom Scott's been cancelled, the Scottish Alex Silver Now's 5K's been cancelled. You know, there's, it's, it's pretty grim reading the, the, um, the race calendar right now. So I kind of, you know, I feel for anyone who doesn't have anything in the calendar, um, you know, I may be in the same place if this thing doesn't happen. You know, all we can say is is just try and try and find a different goal. Maybe it's to run the fastest time you've run on a particular segment, or maybe Kyle, it's to run a fastest known time on uh, on something. Well, that's that's that that's very good. Eh? It's uh, and that kind of brings us on to chat about some of the FKT chat. What's uh, exactly? You know, some folk out there, FKTs can 
can be completed by anyone. It, it, I suppose what an FKT is, it's the fastest known time, but it's a bit like a Strava segment, a bit longer. Um, exactly. But we had uh, we had James Stewart, who was one of the members of the the Scottish team at the Anglo, was it the Anglo set? Oh, Christ, what's it called? Anglo Celtic plate, the 100 Comer British 100K champs. He was yep. part of the Scottish team, and he uh, he ended up doing the the John Muir way, which uh, he, he ran. It was 121, just under 22 hours and 133 miles along the John Muir way, which is incredible. I mean, that for a 24-hour pace on a trail is fantastic. So he must be great. Oh yeah. I was just saying these fastest known time that there's a website called well it's nice and simple fastestknowntime.com and uh, it, it shows all the different FKTs that have been uploaded into the, the this this sort of web-based platform um, all over the world globally and there's quite a few in in, in the UK as well and, and you know you've got the opportunity to to upload your own um, you know your your own FKTs as well so uh, I would encourage anyone who wants to, you know, think about doing an FKT in Scotland or uploading one or even having a go at one, uh, you know, get yourself onto the, the website and have a look at see what see what's on offer. There's quite a few near us. There's not that many in Scotland that are uploaded anyway, but there's one uh, near my hometown of uh, Forest Tom, the the Dava Way. That's been um, that's that's been challenged and. Uh, that's quite, you know, only one person's done it. It's a 20, 24 miles and someone ran it or walked it. I don't know what they did, but uh, it was like, well, in fact, no one's done that one. It's the it's Great Glen way I'm looking at. Um, someone, someone's done that one and completed that one. I can't remind the, the time that they completed it in. Um, there's a North Coast 500 there too. Uh, so yeah, there you go. That's, I, think it's a, I think it's for running. Rather than anything else, I think so. Yeah, but just to yeah. just to jump back onto James, I mean, what you're saying there, I mean, amazing. Twenty one fifty three, as you as you said, he started at eight a.m. and you know he finished it, so he's finishing at like five o'clock in the morning. And there's some great footage on Twitter from uh, from the likes of Mark Monroe and um, Adrian Stott about you know him coming through into Dunbar where it finishes at the early early hours, and it's amazing. It really, it's um, yeah, it's really it's really impressive and it's really cool to see something like that being done, you know, in this. And it was, I mean, he did it on the first day that you could, the, the five mile rule was uh, unleashed or uh, <laughs> I un, uh, removed, I thought, which was cool. Um, and actually some of the photos, like it looks like it's sort of, it's quite a, you know, it's not all, it's not, you know, it's pretty varied terrain actually. Yeah, yeah. It looks, I'm sure it's a mixture of flat and undulation, but I mean that's some going. That's you know to to do that on a on a track would, would be amazing. Some people to do a hundred miles in twenty four hours would be a, a huge achievement for for some people as well. Um, but yeah, I mean uh, you know uh, generally speaking, like you know, they say an FKT can be broken into three different categories: supported, self-supported, and unsupported. Um, so I, I suppose a supported attempt would allow a runner or, or a pair of runners to utilize a support crew. Um, so they can provide like water, food, a change of clothes, and um, like a, a self-supported effort. Um, 
I suppose that's more traditional through like hiking. Um, you're not permitted with a crew. Um, but a runner can stash his own supplies along the route prior to the attempt as well. Um, okay. And that, the final support uh, is, well, not support, the final category of an FKT is an unsupported effort. So no external support of any kind is, is permitted. Um, so other the only thing that you can you can be supported by is is you know, water. So collecting water from a natural source in the way. So you can't nip to the shops for a, a Mars mm-hmm. bar tom. Um, so mm-hmm. you've got the runner must go alone and carry all the supplies from the start of the, the route that they attempt to to break. So that's yeah, different love, categories. Um, so there's what like, I love about um, about you speaking about fueling and stuff there, and you know James says he was he was sick at just over a hundred miles. Uh, and it was pretty hard. And he says, but the experience of 24 hours to save me. Salt, Pringles, and, jo- and dark chocolate saved me. Oh, really? That's cool. That <laughs> get yourself some Pringles. Here's James. <laughs> yeah, we should oh. get, so we should get James, we should try and get James on the show, actually. That would be a great, really, really great interview to hear about that. And also all his, his uh, you know, his resume uh, as a GB 24 hour and ultra runner. That'd be really cool. Yeah. No, this, yeah. this, oh, this oh, really... Yeah. Sorry, what are you saying? I was going to say this, the sort of fastest known time thing that, you know, it's, it's a, it's like a story, isn't it? That running the job your way, that really, that interests me, you know, when then more than a lot of, you know, when I hear sometimes you like they say the D33 is an ultra is a great event, but like I kind of, I think if I was going to run for a long time doing it, like on that sort of journey like that, that sounds so, and I certainly wouldn't be running it and running an FKT, but just to be able to run that would be, really you know that that really appeals to me more than some necessarily than some I mean, races of doing of, you know things like this is that anyone can have a go you know and you know it's not always the, the quickest it's not everyone it's not a race as such it's like it's, it's a it's a it's a how fast can you get to point to point without racing anyone so it's almost like that you know you could see this coming quite quite quickly this is a new racing um but you're not racing anyway, you're just racing against yeah. yourself in a time, I suppose. Um, so it's like a, a, a bit of a, a, a time trial, a virtual time trial. So I, I can only imagine FKTs in the UK are going to get even more popular after all these attempts and more FKTs are going to be created. I think Robbie Simpson was, he did a cheeky wee, uh, his own FKT in, in Aberdeen here. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, the, there's a, the Aberdeen 200 meter hills. So all the hills within the Aberdeen city limits, which is, um, which is quite cool. It's good to see Robbie putting something like that down. You know, at least creating any creating a route that um, and uh, running an impressive time in it, which is good. It's like 28 miles. Something like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Bit quick too. Yeah, that'd be yeah. probably one that'll be difficult to beat. Yeah, I, I'll bet. <laughs> Robbie, yeah. that's cool. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, a little bit of FK, FKT chat, folks. Uh, what else have we got on the show? Well, let's start well, talking about long ultras. distance running and things like that. Yes. Let's get um, Meryl Cooper on the show to, to chat about ultra running and her sort of rise from um, you know, starting off in, in, in running and her journey and where it's taken her uh, now. So really great interview, really enjoyed speaking to Meryl. So without further ado, here's Meryl. Okay, so we have Meryl Cooper on the show today. It's um, it's been run, we've been lining you up for quite a while now, and uh, it's it's great to 
pin you down and get you on TRS. So, um, so Meryl, you're... You started off, you've been a runner for a few years now and um, the main reason I know you is from ultra running and also being a northerner as well uh, from from the from the farms and from the farms in, in Aberdeenshire. Um, so yeah, so a real great, great to have you on Meryl. So just before, just so that the listeners get to know a little bit about you, tell us a, tell us a little bit about you and you know how you came into to running. Oh, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, it was really good. Um, so basically, you know, I've just always been like, I've always loved sports. And I used to play a lot of football, even back when I was, you know, grew up in Aberdeenshire and yeah. any other sport that was going really. And then, um, I don't know, I just, I moved to Dubai in 2013 and someone was like talking about uh a running group there actually and I was playing loads of football and and I went along to this running group and it was just me with about six guys who were all like way faster than me and okay. I kind of I probably needed that so I wasn't a runner at that time I was a footballer yeah and uh, I kind of did it to get fit football a fitter form of football and and it really helped but you know those the first running session I went like two hours long and oh, I was it was like <laughs> <laughs> um but I went back and I just yeah I just really enjoyed to get fit to for a while. Um and then decided to enter Arabic the first one of them like December two thousand fifteen. So obviously when it's a bit in the back um and yeah, I enjoyed it. First time I did any kind of training, yeah, uh, more consistently, maybe like three, four times a week. I was running with my football. Well, then, uh, yeah, I think I decided I wanted to get fitter when I was around thirty, um, and I started yeah. on this. I started going to the gym and started getting really fit. This ended up surrounding people at time and some of them had done like, uh, I'd ran Iger Ultra Trail and I remember seeing pictures from it and I was oh my god that looks spectacular yeah and I uh, ended up signing up for a signing up for that race on my 30th birthday oh, nice. uh, yeah. just as I was about to logged on and signed up um, and yeah I ran wanted to complete it. I kind of skipped this. I've not, I still have ran a marathon, like I've never ran a road marathon. Yeah, it's, um, it's quite a, it's a, an interesting, like, way of getting into running. Uh, you know, most people go into running and go, right, I'm going to do a 5k, I'm going to do a 10k, I'll do the traditional distances, but yeah. you just went straight into the ultra, you know, from from football to, to ultras, which, which is a crazy yeah. transition. Um, like what? So the 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 eager the eager ultra trail, which is a fantastic. I've never done it, and you yeah. can discuss that in a minute or two. That would have been quite iconic to do that. But did you not? Did you not want to like go? Uh, I'll try a five k or ten k. Or what, what, what was the main reason for going into ultras? Is it just? Do you like? Uh, is it the pain barrier? You know, I'll run. You know, a challenge for 
a marathon's not enough for a medal or <laughs> go to the ultras. Yeah, no, I suppose in between, in between doing a road half marathon in like 2015, between then and like it, over the next year, yeah, I did like some shorter, I definitely did shorter races in there and did some 10Ks, some, and even that's when I tried trail running for the first time. So okay. um, there was like this, I think it was, I think the first trail race I did was like a night trail race, like the head torch or something. But yeah. um, I absolutely loved it. And I just discovered like I, I much preferred running in the, in the mountains and in the trails. But the mountains weren't very big. So I wasn't getting, you know, much experience going up steep hills or anything yeah. like that. It, um, you know, just really off-road, off-road running. But yeah, absolutely loved it. And that's that was just how it started. So I signed up for a fifty k in uh, in Oman yeah. in the UAE. Is that the UTMB by Oman? Is it? Or? It wasn't that one. A smaller, smaller one called Wadi B. Yeah. Um, I did that in the factory before running Iger. So I got a bit of experience because that last well that took me about five. Five hours, twenty minutes, or something. Okay. Um, and that's where I ran my first marathon, and I ran my first fifty k. So uh, <laughs> nice. It was quite exciting. And then that was the preparation for Iger, which took me a lot longer. It took me like nine and a half hours uh, to do the Iger fifty one k. And how did you find that then? Like you know, going and doing the Iger Ultra. I I want to do it. That's why I'm interested in. Finding yeah. a little bit more about it, you know what 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 was that like as a you know the as a, your sort of first major sort of ultra race in terms of the it experience was, and the performance? Yeah, it was incredible. Like the area, just spectacular, and um, the trails, the scenery, um, the organisation, everything. Like I, I really, I rocked up. I remember just as such a rookie though. I had my kit was terrible. Well, you know, I, I had a camelback that just like bounced around. Oh no! Um, all the like really heavy kit, you know, like yeah. just because I didn't know anything about it, so I had like all the wrong kit, and I even had like hiking poles that were really heavy, and um, <laughs> like totally unaware that that was going to really slow you down over. Uh, aluminium just... rather than carbon. <laughs> yeah, no oh. um, So it was it was interesting. You know, like I, like I say, I went there, experienced it just to finish it, and it was it was amazing. I ran with with a friend. A friend signed up with me, but then she got pregnant, so I ended up running. Her husband took her place, so I ran with him for most of it as well. Yeah, you know, just enjoyed it and yeah. did it. Just enjoyed the time out, the day out in the trails. Yeah, rather keep it. I never had a competitive. Um, It's funny that, yeah, it's like, um, I remember, like, doing my first, like, I suppose marathon, I was daunted by, you know, running 26.2 miles, and then 
uh, and and that's you know it's a it's a different type of daunt. You know, I was daunted by the pace I had to run. You know, as a target. When it comes to like ultras, some of these big massive mountains, and in particular for me, like uh, you know, doing like the UTMB, and you look at the the Alps and go, I'm running up that. It's like you know, like what three thousand, five thousand meters. It's like half the height of UTMB, um, the Everest. You know, uh, yeah. Or it's, or it's more than Everest when I doing the UTMB and. And you're like, and it's not only just running up a hill, it's altitude, it's the heat, it's the technical terrain, and it's the sheer distance you've got to run. It's like, as you mentioned, like the equipment you've got to carry yeah. with you. And, uh, so, so there must have been like, you know, from, from doing the eager, the eager, eager, got to be eager yeah. to do the eager. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> did you like, you know, what made you want to like, yeah, get really get involved and, and do more of them like what was the trigger for you know competing at the level you are were you still at the sort of let's do it as a challenge or were you trying to think of it as a competitive race how did that pan yeah. out so what happened in the race i was running with my friend uh my friend's husband and he was quite a bit older than me and yeah. he hadn't trained very much okay. so as i was running i was like I was realizing I could go a lot faster than him. I loved like all the technical stuff and the downhill. And I just wanted to like go, you know. And yeah, I, yeah. I wanted to go in an aggressive way. I wanted to be, you know, just to be able to go at my own pace. Yeah. And I did it then after the last 20 kilometers or 25 kilometers on my own. And okay. it was during, during that time I discovered that I absolutely loved it, <laughs> you know. And I... Yeah. It was kind of there, and then I, I did kind of regret doing it with somebody running it on my own. Yeah. So I wanted, I basically then decided after it to run another one the next summer. But this time I'm you know, on my own. Actually, can, can see if I can be um in that as a sport. Yeah, nice. I kind of decided it. Um, a little bit during the race, but then probably also maybe about six weeks later when I did some local races in Dubai and I was starting to get a bit more competitive there. Yeah. And I won, like, I won my first trail race in Dubai. Um, you know, and I never, I never thought I, I could do that. But yeah. when I did, like, okay, I've obviously got a bit of ability here. Let's go and see what I can do in the summer um, at a longer race. Oh, nice. So, what? So you know, from there, like, what did you, what was the next sort of competition that you took part in? Um, or the, the sort of next sort of major one that really sort of to go, oh, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. And I want yeah. to, you know, keep going. Because, like, at the level you're at now, you know, it's, it's a great journey to see, like, the improvements yeah. that you've made and the love for the sport that you have now it's uh it's sort of clear to see which we'll come to later um so yeah um yeah so the next race i did because again with the school holidays i was quite tied yeah to do the big races during the summer so the next big one that i did was um called gross glockshire in Austria. Austria. Oh yeah, yeah. I know the I know the organizer. Uh, he's he was amazing. Yeah, wow. he was trying to get me to do it, and I heard that it was like proper altitude. 
I don't know, yeah. I don't know like, <laughs> need to so, get my attitude tent out. <laughs> so I sign, up, I sign up for this one as my as my next race, which is it's pretty brutal. But yeah. Um, so I signed up for the 75k, um, and it, it was a new distance. So there was like nothing to base. I had no idea how long it was going to take. None of us knew how long it was going to take. Yeah. And um, 75k, 4,400 meters of elevation, and a lot of altitude. There were, you know, a few points where you were up for two, three hours. Yeah. I'm not, I can't remember exactly, but at least two and a half thousand, three thousand meters you were up at. Um, but it, yeah, basically that. But I, I trained more consistently. I even stopped. Well, I stopped playing football in the May quarter of the five. Yeah. Um, and I also ran like half marathon and so I, I managed to get under 40 for the first time for 10 days. Yeah. And about an hour 28 for my half marathon. And, you know, I, obviously I wasn't for these days, but consequently, getting faster um, and then yes yeah, so I rocked up at all I did it seriously I moved my kit yes. um, <laughs> <bit>, still, <not, laughs> still not very well but I'd improved it at least a bit yeah. Uh, and yeah like I went out from the beginning and um, I, I, I led from the start just nice. very, very inexperienced <laughs> Fly and die, was it? Very determined, and um, I actually ended up racing the whole day. Yeah. Top three, top three girls. So we just went in between first, second, third. Again, like I didn't know anyone in this sport at all. Yeah. One of them, was Anna Anna Strakova from oh, yeah. Czech Republic, yeah. who had just, just come eighth at the World Championships wow. in um, the one that was in Spain. Yeah, for the Peña, Peña Cogosa, yeah. was it? Yeah, somehow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so she just, she just finished eighth. Um, and, and here's me, my first ultra race, <laughs> just kind of running. Yeah, um, that's so cool. But I, to be honest, I think sometimes when you're really, when you are really inexperienced, you just run yeah. to how you feel. And I was just running to how I was feeling. And yeah. I wasn't overthinking anything because I didn't have anything to... <laughs> overthink about it so yeah. much yeah that's yeah. a good feeling to to have you know just go out and just yeah. see how you get on and i remember my first ultra and it, was, it was a bit similar to that it was like i don't know how i'm gonna get on but you don't really like you, you kind of half race it but you also you've got nothing really to to lose because you just want exactly. to get to the end and see how it goes so that's yeah. that's amazing so that's i suppose that was like you know the one of the sort of main um igniters for for, for getting yeah. so that what year was that meryl that was in 2018 yeah. yeah and that and then you also had the oh god i'm getting my, my years mixed up here um that was that the jeep world championships that year was no it? that was then the next next the year next, yeah uh, yeah so was that one of the so what what because obviously you got into the, the World Championships for the, for the GB team and that would have been 
some of the performances that you in the yeah. run up to that were were standouts. So just tell us about yeah. those kind of performances that really kind of shot you to to that sort of level. Well, obviously, Grossbachner ended well because yeah. I ended up somehow managed to win that race. Yes. <laughs> and and did, did you beat the Czech girl? Was she? Was she? Uh, oh wow. And it's like you know, so she she went into the leads with about fifteen k to go, and I absolutely crashed um, okay. at like fifteen k to go, and then but but it wasn't just like fifteen k on that terrain was three hours to go, you know. Yeah. So yeah. and I remember last bit of time he actually did say he's like. Because again, you know, like when you have no, I've got no experience with the route planning, and yeah. I had no, I, I, I probably would have been like, oh, 15k is like maybe two hours, and then the guy said, still about three hours to go, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> anything, anything can happen like in three hours, like I could easily catch the girls again. Yeah. They'd gone, they'd gone and were definitely quite far ahead of me by then. So I then, I then just got back into the race and managed to pass. I passed the Czech girl uh, with about 10k to go, and then with about 2k to go, like literally on the back at the end, as we started coming into the finishing, like the village. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she must have been mortified. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, So now, but like such an amazing race, like we literally just the whole day, it was really eye opening. And you just have such different strengths and weaknesses in ultra with yeah. people you're racing against. The terrain has changed. Yeah. I would be in the league with my strengths and then so we were obviously the three of us were pretty evenly um paced in it. Yeah. Being quite... yeah. Um and so after that race I then Cape Town. Yeah. The sixty 60- 65 kilometer distance there um, and yeah that, I again had learned so much from the last kind of over the last year and from that race and kept training definitely started to take it much more seriously um, consistency again yeah. definitely improving and then yeah went there and uh, had a really good race and managed to finish Third, despite yeah. starting eight, because I, um, I ended up getting like right at the back of about the, like maybe no, there'd be more than hundred, maybe three hundred runners. Oh really? Uh, oh no. <laughs> so uh, again, like these things have to happen, and yeah. I, you know, don't don't make these mistakes. But um, yeah, I just I went to do my warm up, and by the time I'd done my warm up. You know, just got the timings wrong. Oh no! They filled up, and no one would let me through. And um, I did try. I tried to get through, and I just then weighed it up. I was like, "Well, it's going to end up falling out with people here and getting probably upset." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'll just stay here, and <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I then basically wasn't able to be in the race with the leading woman or anything. Um, yeah. I had to just kind of work from the back and. Uh, I think I managed to get up to about fourth place uh, and then was getting told like information at the aid sta- station. Both both those races, I didn't have anyone crewing me because yeah. also I was like, I'm just not 
not quite there yet. Yeah. Uh, traveling on my own and stuff. So um, at the aid station, the people were saying, you know, oh, the fourth place girls just ahead. Yeah. She looks a lot worse than you. <laughs> They're kind of plastic. Um, very useful information and then yeah. yeah so you know stuff like that did really motivate me to put my foot down a bit and yeah. I managed to overtake her and then um, I was really closing on second as well but again I just I couldn't make it up and yeah. if I'd known how, if I'd known how close I was I maybe would have but I hadn't got any information to help with that and um, yeah so it was, a, it was a good race. Yeah. Do you find, um, you know, when you were you were doing that race, do you think it was maybe a blessing in disguise that you were, you know, you you, you almost missed the race because you were right at the back? So because somebody said, you know, I think somebody in, at the UTMB said that you know they started ten minutes before, ev- you know, after everyone else, and they just slowly like ran through the field, um, and and it's almost a nice way because you might have found that you you would potentially be going pushing it a little bit too hard at the start and um or do you think are, are, are you quite disciplined when it comes to racing that you, you know can you control yourself even though you'd be right at the the sharp end of the field straight off do you think yeah i think i i think i'm over disciplined and over cautious <laughs> so, um so probably i don't yeah i don't think it was a blessing in disguise i think I actually, for me personally, yeah. just because of the person I am, like, you know, I've had two recent races where I've definitely not gone out hard enough at the beginning, yeah. I think. I don't know, I'm still learning, but yeah. I think I think I um I went I was too safe, so Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, but yeah, you've just gotta go with what happens on the day and that's that's just what happens, so <laughs> <laughs> Still finished third. I was absolutely delighted to finish third there. It's yeah. a competitive piece. And, it is. It's, uh, it's one um, I'd love to. I was hoping to, maybe not last year, but one year I'd love to go to the, the you know, the Ultra Trail Cape Town and give that a bash. Uh, any any sort of hopes on doing something like the Comrades in? Would you like to? Nah. <laughs> not enough. Not enough vert, vert in it. <laughs> Oh, that's like so vast as well. Yeah. Just, yeah. And what what about uh, the Ultra Trail Cape Town one? Is that quite is that quite runnable or is it quite technical? Is what's it like? It's technical. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty technical. Again, that's where I think um, how I've managed to do better. If I look at the races where I've been, I've competed better. They're yeah. more technical. Okay. Um, so, yeah, there's no altitude, but then again, it's hot because yeah. it's their summer and. Um, there's different challenges very varied like you're running on sand at some points you're going up technical mountains ascending technical stuff yeah there's roads it's so varied yeah um it is i've i've went back again in 2019 to do the 100k so yeah it is one of my races um and, and that one I, was uh the 100k that was part of the ultra trail world tour and you were yeah. six there is that right? Yeah. 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 That must have been an amazing experience as well. Yeah. 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 Again, I didn't race with the front the front girls, uh, and but then managed to finish. You know, Beth Pascal had an amazing race. Yeah. Who came in that race, and she actually finished an hour before 
second place female, wow. which is just incredible. Yeah. Um, and then between second and me in six was about 35 minutes oh, between wow. us all. And that's, that's really we, nothing over like, you know, how many hours? Like 12 plus hours? I don't know, how, yeah. probably longer than that, I don't yeah. know. About yeah. 12 and a half hours. Yeah. Just crazy um, yeah. how close we were. But then, and I, I didn't race... I didn't race once with them. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. I, I went too, too cautiously in the beginning. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I, I obviously I'm gutted that all the races have been cancelled this year because I, I'd really like it hit a nerve with me at, after that race. But I need to put myself up there, like yeah. I did at Gross Glockner yeah. <laughs> um, when I was a total rookie. Yeah. Um, just put myself up there at the beginning and um. But, but you need also to get you need races where you finish that you need a few hundred k's that you finish. Yeah. Um, I would rather finish have finished them early in my career than not and not like get to experience it and learn all the things you get to learn. You know, with like, your nutrition, with your kit, with yeah. Um, how you feel in all those different parts of the race and yeah. And what the do mental you, in, in, in terms of like you know the the sort of kit things. Do you, uh, you know, do you have tight, uh, what do you call it, carbon poles now, do you? Or do you... <laughs> Again, I'm still not very good with the kit then. Yeah. So uh, I arrived at CCC in, so after, after um, Ultra Trail Cape Town in 2018, yeah. I suppose the next year, the next, well, the first time I ran a was CCC as part of Ultra Trail Mont Blanc. Yeah. And um, remember getting there, and I had the poles that I had used for not the ones that I'd used in either. Thankfully, and <laughs> um, I had poles that I used in Rosbockner. And then I went to the like one of the kit shops the day before the race, uh-huh. and I was like. Oh my gosh! So within a year, how much the technology had improved? Yeah. And my poles were so heavy compared to. <laughs> it's it's so crazy, isn't it? Or like, another fifty quid or something on oh, a pair you? of poles. Ah, <laughs> but and, and tell us about you know that that first sort of hundred k then. Well, t- well, triple C. What was that like then? As a you know to compete in the Alps and in in that sort of environment. How did you get on in twenty eighteen? No. This is 2019, so yeah, last last year, um, yeah, it was that that race is just incredible. It's such a shame I didn't know you obviously then. I know, um, yes. Yeah. I was trying to keep it, you know. I mean, me me being me being there, I was like, oh god, I don't I don't want people to know. I am. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> but if I, yeah, it's uh, it, 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 such an experience, you know. To to and you had an, a fantastic run, like. At the CCC, you know, you were, were you, what position were you, ninth? Were you ninth or twelfth? I don't think I was ever that high. Um, I finished 13th, I think. 13th, yeah, sorry, yeah. I, yeah. I, it was almost one off, 12th, it was either ninth, 12th or 13th, that was my, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I was like, because there's age groups in there, so I think I was 12th in my age group and then right. 13th. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, I had, I was really lucky. I went out as well, spent the whole summer preparing really well. As soon as school finished, 
I went out to France and I went to Font Rameau. Oh yeah, yeah. And based myself there for basically seven weeks, and so I got to train properly in, nice. in mountains the first time. Um, yeah. With altitude it, as well, that would have been yeah, yeah, absolutely, and just just was surrounded by athletes for the whole time I stayed for most of it in the centre there, which is called Kreps. Uh, I can't remember the centre for research and exercise. Yeah. In sports, I think. Um, you know, where a lot of amazing athletes had been, and there was, you know, there was like lots of triathletes were there. I was like, Vincent Rudy there. Oh, nice. Mario. Yeah. <laughs> and it was incredible like, to be sitting and able to like just have uh, lunch and dinner and breakfast with these people yeah. around you. Oh, that's so, yeah. so I did speak to a lot of people, and I was just very inspired and trained hard. And then I went to, I went and did. Went for a few days to Chamonix, flew yeah. over um, and did a recce of the whole of the UTMB route. So I did that in three days, I think, like three back to back days. Yeah. And did like the, the route that you did, the yeah. full course. Did you camp out um, then or? Stayed in like, stayed in uh, ah, huts. Like, huts is, like, yeah. 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 Well, well, they weren't really huts, they were actually... Well, what, well, some of them were um, yeah. like huts up at the up the tops of the mountain, but we we carried everything in our packs for the three days. It was so good. Right, um, right. So and, did you did you run yeah, it then, so, or did you like walk most of it and hike there? Yep, yeah. and we ran the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and it was actually like an organised camp with a Italian um, trail running company. I just yeah. find on Google. Right. <laughs> um, it was great it was really good um, there's a there's a strong girl on it and we split into two groups and the first day was really slow going but we split into two groups and so I ended up getting to obviously the whole course of uh, CCC as well well yeah. the, the slight there's a small bit that we missed uh, the climb out of Cormier we kind of came in a different way I think oh yeah um, well, I remember that climb but yeah <laughs> <laughs> When it came to the race day, like I just couldn't believe it. I was, I'd managed to get an elite entry, yeah, um, with my score. So I was in the pen with, you know, all like my trail running idols. Yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> I was really, really cool, and um, yeah, like I don't know. I just, uh, I very much was there. I was going to run my own race, and having done the the recce, I kind of knew how I wanted to feel when I got to Champilac, yeah. which is like 55k or something, and um, got there and felt how I wanted to feel, and then, yeah, I I passed, like, I can't remember how many people, something like maybe 150 people or something, maybe Jesus. more. Bloody hell. In the lap. Were a lot of them females, or a mix of male and female, or? more males yeah. who'd got too hard but I did manage to get up I think maybe I got from like 22nd to 13th or oh, something amazing. in that yeah. second um, and yeah I I'm, again I'm, I'm, I was very happy I was really really happy but I did have regrets <laughs> but I, uh, 
But to be like, you know, for the listeners might not understand, like the CCC is still one of the, the the most competitive ultra trail races there is in the world. It's that sort of even there's the UTMB and then there's the CCC. Like they're all the biggest races in in the world and all the top runners and a lot. You know, a lot of them are you know the full time professionals and um and you know you're. You know, you, I know you took a little bit of time off uh, from from your work, but you're you know it's, you're still competing against these runners who are always training all year round and and things. So and as you know, I'm the same. You know, when I went to you know in the in the field, it's just like you're surrounded by the people that you you've been looking up to and following and things. And it's uh, it's cool to be right up there. I mean, I've, you know, unfortunately for me, I was nowhere near the front, whereas you were, and uh, that's a great result to come. 13th in that and what were, what were the sort of take homes for, for you then you know what do you think you could have done better to for example you know Abe getting that top 10 you know how what do you think were the take homes from that race I think I, I didn't I learned in take time that I have you've got so much more than you think at the end like, yeah um so I think I, if I think about how I ran from Valerstine, like from Valerstine, you kind of know you this about, I think again, it's about like three hours to go from that point. Um, roughly for, for me, I was thinking. Not, not for me, it was, uh, it was probably double that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that last yeah. bit, oh, cha. <laughs> yeah. Did you get deep? daylight for that bit or was it dark uh, it was daylight but it was getting dark i thought i would make the then you know i thought i'd make daylight by the end of the by the finish and that it's pitch dark by the end of by the end of the run for me um but yeah i just got a little bit of daylight when i got to valacine <laughs> like that section um in the daylight it's yeah. like such a shame that, like well i i for my race it's in the dark yeah and um, pitch black but um, yeah, I discovered it in Cape Town how much I was able to. Well, it, for me, it felt like I kicked and got faster at the end, but I don't. Maybe I didn't, but it felt like I did. Whilst um, in CCC, I think you know I had more at the end, but I didn't. I was like scared to to use it to almost in case I didn't finish. Yeah, yeah. Because I really wanted to finish. I didn't want to. Um, yeah, to to blow up. So. Um, it was really eye-opening for me, the second 100k I did. Uh, that was when I learned, you know, I realised I was six at UTCT. I'd been given some wrong information. Okay. And thought I was, I thought I was fifth. And then when I found out I was actually not, I was seven. Oh, no. Because someone had told me where I was, but it was in my age group, not actual overall with the females. Yeah. And then I was like, not having this. <laughs> so I... <laughs> Absolutely, like, was like, I don't care if I don't finish it, I'm just going to give it everything. And yeah. I really like art. And that's how I managed to finish. I finished three minutes behind the girl in fifth. Um, that's absolutely nothing, really, is it? You know, who, had, who was Amanda Basham, who'd, oh, yeah. come, who'd come second at CCC. Yeah, okay. Jesus. When I came 12th, and I think she finished two hours ahead of me at CCC. Yeah. So it was like a big difference how much I learned from that from and do you yeah. think um, like have you ever experienced a bonk yet no no it's, 
<laughs> it's uh, I'm not saying go out and go and try and bonk, but <laughs> oh. you know that, and, and it's difficult to say to me like, yeah, go out and go and see if you can bonk, so you know how it feels and try and overcome it. But uh, and you don't want to be doing it in a race situation. But I, I could give you lots of advice on how a bonk feels. You know, I've I've done that many a time, not just in ultras, but in a couple of marathons as well. <laughs> so, but I mean, I suppose that's a, a real like you know, it's a real area that you can really improve on and there's lots yeah, of excitement there you, maybe you're not if you're getting to the end and you're still and you've got a lot to go like there's maybe a good good 10 you know min, 10 units of 10 minutes and maybe half hours hours in there that you could extract out and Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on, Meryl. That's, I look forward to listening to listening to that one. Uh, another, yeah, another strong Scottish ultra runner. Next, now, retro race results. I've got to be honest, Kyle, I've, I've not had the chance to watch <laughs> any London marathons. I've been uh, partly busy, partly because I've been watching other things. I've been, anyway, I can't, I, 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 I really don't watch any excuses. Yeah, right into this is us. Is a bit of, actually, do you know what I've been watching um, in preparation for the return of the NBA? I've been watching a lot of uh, games from this season's uh, NBA. I'm deciding I'm going to follow that a bit more. And I've been watching, what else have I been watching? I've been watching all sorts of stuff. Um, anyway, Hamilton, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, since, I finished, since I finished the Clone Wars, I'm short, you know, I'm short on things to watch. Mifty me. I just want to, I've got a few shout outs that I want to, I know it's not a section, but, um, so basically we've gone global, Tom, believe it or not. You'd never believe we've gone global. So a guy called Jordan Taylor, uh, he was in the, the Scottish squad with Debbie, but he, he, he was listening to the show and I don't know how he managed to hear about tartan running shorts. Probably because um, Debbie shared it. <laughs> Let's be honest. No, I don't think they're mate. Like they're not, I, I don't think. Right. Like, I'm not sure. I'm not shooting this down, but there's no way that somebody who happens to know Debbie has stumbled upon this show. Surely is he's he's seen it somehow through Debbie. Surely. No, I promise. So basically, he yeah <laughs> he, uh, he 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 was he was listening to the show because he's from Scotland. This guy from uh, he's, he's a head uh, okay. coach, a head coach uh, for the University of Tennessee swimming and cross country team. Um, okay. But he wanted to, you know, get back to his roots in Scotland, I think, and listen to something about running. And he came across, stumbled upon mm, tart running shorts. And uh, he was like, who's that Debbie? I wonder if that's the Debbie that I knew from, uh, you know, my, ah, my cool. squad days. And lo and behold, it was the Debbie Moore that he knew. And uh, he's a great fan of the show. And he, uh, he's got the whole cross-country team listening to tart running shorts for inspiration. Who would have thunk it, Tommy? Is he so swimming and cross country? I think so, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that's uh, I, I thought I'd give him a shout out. So thanks for coming on board, Jordan. In the last shout Absolutely. out, I forgot to mention our number one cheerleader, Claire Dunn, was uh, ran the 40 mile. Well, she didn't run, she was at the end of my 40 mile run with uh, you know, with a, a wee sign saying go, Kyle. So that was nice. That was great. So thanks, Claire, for supporting me there. It's uh, it's always good to get some moral support and um, you know positivity in doing this show, and we get quite a lot of that, folks. So keep them coming, Absolutely. eh? Keep them coming, Absolutely. and the show will continue to go on. 
Absolutely. We've also had a, we also had some, another, just to email, we had a very nice email from, from Neil Renault. Shout out to Neil. Um, Neil's a, a, a top marathoner um, when he was in his pomp and now top ultra runner. We're really pleased to have Neil listening. So yeah, th- thanks, thanks Neil for your email. Neil was wondering whether I was singing at the end of the, the episode, which is, <laughs> I, I, wish, I wish I had a voice like Ali McIver. Unfortunately, I don't have the, the, the talent with the guitar or, or vocally. So unfortunately, no, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's Ali. But I agree with you, Neil. It's a great tune. Uh, I love the, I love, I can, I quite often find myself uh, singing uh, banter when we canter. <laughs> and uh, uh, and uh, uh, Tommy and Kyle in their short, short, shorts. <laughs> a terrible, uh, you're not, you know, a terrible version there, but um yeah, yeah, really cool, really cool. I like listening to the song. Uh, you know, even if I don't listen to any of the other bits of TRS, other than the interviews. Um, so yeah, I think the only other thing we're going to chat about the the sore review of the Elite Race Fest. Yeah, so Tom, you were you were running in it, and also I was. What was your take on it? I'm going to give you a single sentence. It's the best vest I've ever run in. Wow, that's and, and why why is it the greatest vest you've ever worn, Tom? You know, we talk about some of their other kit, and I will critique their other kit with a bit more. You know, with actual, there's some things I love and some stuff I don't love about some of their other kit. But the vest, it's the fit is perfect. It's super light. It's a, it's mo- the most light bit of kit I've ever got. It felt like I was taps aft. It's Aye. like it's really. I was I was I did a eight by a kilometer session at Duffy Park. And it was a warm day. And I had a T-shirt in the car as well. And I was going to wear a T-shirt. I thought, it was pretty warm. I'll just try this vest for the first time. And I felt like, it, I felt, uh, I just felt great in it. It's really, really light, really comfortable. You know, I, and it just looks class. And I've seen Highgate Harriers. They have a sore vest. I've always been really impressed. But to wear one, you know, it's a pretty garish color pattern we've got on it. If, we're, if I had to give it any criticism. But if I could, I'll tell you what, I would love to have, Love to get our club to have so running vest. There, it's such a good vest. What did you make of it? I went for a run at Benny. He did a, a cheeky wee fifty k there, and I, you know I got no chaffage, no chaffage. So, you know that's that, that's always a winner for me. And like like you, it felt really snug as well. You know, it fit. It made me feel. I felt ripped in it, eh? which is yeah. uh, a scrawny little runner like myself. It's. Uh, it was always good to be, you know, tearing up the the new trails and uh, feeling <laughs> like a feel like a rock star, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of sweat rate, you know, I, I, it was a really really warm day, and I was sweating like there was no tomorrow. And in, in, in coupled with the moisture wicking, and it it felt really light, didn't have any issues at all with it. And it looks pretty cool, you know. It's uh, quite a snazzy color and uh, quite a bold color, I must say. Uh, but nonetheless, it's. Um, you know, I think it's quite trendy. So any trendy runners out there, if you want to wear some cool stuff, top quality kit, get yourself over at the, the Sore Running uh, website and, and you, know, you never know, you might be in for a chance of uh, mm. winning some of the kit if you enter your details as well. What, what one point I, I will make on, on it is, um, and again, I'm, we'll, I'll talk, we'll talk about the other, some more Sore kit over the, over the coming weeks. The vest though, you always, I mean, Sore is premium kit. And with it is a premium price. Usually, I would say, I would sort of raise an eyebrow. But I've, honestly, I, I, 
I swear to God, listeners, this is a hand on heart. This is nothing. This is not because this uh, sore sponsoring the show. It is an excellent vest. It's worth every penny. Absolutely class. There you go. Enough said. If if Tom if Tommy's on board, folks, I'm sure you guys so, might be on board too. Eh? And actually, so if a Tim Sore, the Sore owner, is listening, and I'm a hundred percent sure he's not, if we can get either get a uh, a Sore vest in TRS colours for Wrexham, I'll be I'll I'm all over it. I'll wear that, <laughs> yeah. wear that <laughs> Did we not say that? Remember we had that chat about club vests and remember like you know yeah. some of the states of club vests. They're not the nicest. Some of them not, no. They're not going to name clubs or anything because that's you know it's not the Scottish clubs, but bloody hell, you know there's uh, really need an update and, and some you know good quality right. running vests and, and maybe HPT. <laughs> Oh, that's right. that's an exception. They've got their own fashion, eh? They do. Yeah. Right. So to we'll come next few weeks. We've got more sore kit to talk about, which is cool. But the final thing for this week is uh, is a continuation of something Kyle uh, started a couple of weeks ago is running injuries. Now, GB Ultra Runner Rob Turner has been in touch, and R- Rob says essentially. Um, so I mean, let's we'll give Rob his word for word. I'll let you go for the rant. I'll start with his uh, his running injuries. That Rob says, uh, uh, I started to get a sore foot sometime at the beginning of the two thousand beginning of two thousand eighteen. By the time I got to Comrades, it felt like I was running with a stone in my shoe. Every step hurt. Morton's neuroma was the diagnosis, and I could either stop running. Um, first hundred k team call it was coming, and had a world championships to go to, so I think not, or have a cortisone injection. I continued with those injections for about nine months. Every other month when the pain came back, I'd get another jab. It worked really well, but then suddenly I didn't need them anymore. Cured, I thought. But over the coming weeks, I went from having a normal second toe to a claw as the toe started to curl. You can see it protruding through the top of my vapor flies. My mutant second toe. It's <laughs> awful to look at. My wife is repulsed. My kids are repulsed. <laughs> I'm repulsed. But no pain came back, and I've saved a fortune on jabs. I was going to send you a picture, but it would probably be stopped by any self-respecting moral email provider. So, <laughs> Rob, that is, I mean, so I don't know what to make of that. I mean, I think it's, it's, I'm delighted that he's come through it. And I guess <laughs> it's bizarre that something like that can come, go, and then leave this weird, that's bonkers. So next time I see Rob, I'm going to be staring at his feet to see if I can see his, <laughs> this, this claw poking through the top of his vaporfly. <laughs> oh, nasty. Oh, that is nasty. That is nasty. Uh, so yeah folks any other weird injuries anything you know let's hear them we want to hear them any photos you want to share crack on as well so I was talking about my buzzard incident Um, another one I wanted to chat about was uh, I was in um, I think I was actually in Chamonix a few years ago when uh, I was doing a wee wee run and I think somewhere in the Alps anyway and I was running along and you know you know the cattle grids when you go to the Alps You've got cattle grids in the trails. Yes, yeah. I know exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and but I, I was like, right, I'm not going over that cattle grid. I'm going to go round the side. But little did I know, there was this really you could hardly see this this like fencing at the side mm-hmm. of the cattle grid. So I went straight into the fence, thinking I was being really cool, not running over the cattle grid, going round the side, and I. Uh, I didn't. I went straight into the fence, and then I tried to step over it, 
and I was like, you know, I was I was staggering, um, you know, one sta- staggering over it. Is that the word staggering? Yeah, staggered. Yeah, that staggered over this uh, fence, and then it just started electrifying my bars. I didn't know what it was. I thought I was getting like zap. I didn't know. I was. I couldn't. I didn't know it was a fence until like an electric fence until it started zapping me. I still didn't know, so I still kept holding on to it. Um, so anyway, the moral of the story is make sure you look where the hell you're going and watch out for electric fences. That explains that's, a lot, mate. That, that explains an awful lot. Yeah, it wasn't really an injury because I wasn't really that injured. I just got more of a shock, literally, than anything else. <laughs> we... Anyway, that's it. Uh, that's my chat for a pretty lockdown chat, eh? <laughs> It's, uh, it's, it's getting there we're getting there folks races things will start opening up soon and we'll we'll have things to talk about but uh absolutely yeah. have we got a trs was... run of the week tom trs run the week uh i was gonna say james yeah. stewart since the uh since yes. 133 miles so well Amen. done james I don't know if you listen, but I know you've got a fantastic podcast called the Pilot Ultra Pod, which I would also oh, really? encourage uh, listeners to have a you know have a listen to. I'm I'm not one to you know you know send send advice to potential com- competitive podcasts, but you know there's there's we we know that there's other podcasts out there and and they do a great job and uh, they deserve all the credit too. So. Have a listen to them. I've started listening to it, and it's it's great. Uh, mm. uh, Paul Giblin yeah. and, and James Stewart um, you know, record it. They're in their early early seasons. I think they've you know, done a few episodes, and really interesting, really insightful. Benny, you ultra dafties out there, indeed anyone. So there you go. Nice. Well done, James. You've been the TRS run of the week. Bravo. Well, listeners. If you would like to get in touch with us, as always, you can do. You can get us on our website, tartanrunningshorts.com. Our email is tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. Please get in touch. Um, we love hearing from you. It's, it's, it's really, really is good. Facebook's at tartanrunningshorts. Instagram's at tartanrunningshorts. And Twitter is at tartanshorts. All of which has been quite, we have to confess, our social media has been pretty quiet the last couple of weeks. We've both been busy with a lot going on, but we're going to make an effort to get back on back on to those over the next uh, couple of weeks. and share some cool stuff with you. Boom. Well, what's on for the rest of the week, Tom? Rest of the week, what is on? Uh, I've got a bit of a tempo lined up on Friday, which is cool. Uh, right. Actually, I've got a marathon. I've got, so I'll, I'll put it out there now so I can feed back next week. I've got a marathon pace tempo I'm going to do on Friday. So eight miles at marathon pace. I'm going to, I think I'll probably try and maybe do the first half of it about 540s and then see if I feel like I've got the legs to push to a to 535, which is closing in on 225 pace so i'll see um long run on the weekend and yeah other than that uh work 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 you know the drill work work, work. like it how about like you it. Oh, big runs for you on the training you know a couple yeah i kind of maybe a 50k later on in the week and just keep the volume high and uh you know make sure that i'm i'm stretching i'm mobile i'm getting stronger nice. and uh yeah See how things go in the next week and continue with the, the upward curve, Tom. Excellent. Very good. Well, we've uh, it's exciting times then. Eight weeks to go. Six weeks to go, sorry. Six weeks, eh? Jeez, oh. Halfway through a marathon training block. Mucha. I know, blame me. <laughs>
Very good. Well, I hope you're. I hope the rest of the week goes well. I hope listeners you have a good week. Yep. And uh, thanks for listening, folks. And yeah, we'll uh, catch you next week.